You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. That is our new series, The Blessed Life, starts next week. Uh, And I know what you're thinking, oh man. He's going to talk about money. If that was your response, you need to be here all four weeks. Okay? And, and I, I want you to know, here, here's the thing. If I could help you figure out how to unlock God's blessing in your life, that is what this series is going to be all about. It's not about money. It's about unlocking God's blessings in your life. And if you would learn to get God's kingdom principles in your heart, you would live a life of riches, not poverty. Because we serve the God that owns everything. We're just waiting for him to unlock his blessings on us. And sometimes we're the one that gets in the way of the blessing. All right? So be here every week. We're not talking about kids and stuff anymore after this week. Uh, we get into being blessed. Anybody want to be blessed in the house this morning? All right, be here all four weeks. All right, well, today I need to do a little bit of housekeeping. Stephen, Patty, if y'all will come on. Um, you know, I, I always tell you, we try to minimize business activity at church, uh, but sometimes we have to do such things. Uh, I brought Stephen, Patty, man, it was probably almost four months ago now, right? Yeah. Four months ago, y'all can come up front. Steve said, don't ask us up on the stage. Yeah. So, it's all right. (laughs) Let the first be last, last be first, right? (laughs) And uh, so, I brought Steve and Patty before you as as elder candidates, and now they have obviously more than surpassed the 30 days that is needed. They're already serving you and serving the church. Uh, And so, now I just wanted to take an opportunity as a church to bless them. Uh, because they are already serving you as elders and doing a, a wonderful job. I'll tell you this, if you're looking for two servants in the church, you're not going to find any better people uh, than these two. These, these two are double the age of some of you and outwork most of you, okay? Uh, and, and that's not to shame you, but to shame you. Uh, <laughs> So these are, these are great people. So elders, if you're in the house, you want to come up, lay hands on them. Um, y'all come up here. The rest of you, if you just want to raise your hands out uh, from where you are. Um, sorry, I caught the elders by off guard. They didn't know we were doing this. So uh, y'all give them a second. They're coming on down. Um, and the rest of you, if you just want to lift your hands from where you are, we're going to do the, uh, the Pentecostal COVID prayer where we reach our hands out from where we are. Lord, we just thank you for Steve and for Patty. Lord, we just thank you for their willingness to serve you. And Lord, I just pray now that their anointing and blessing of the mantle of eldership, Lord, would come upon them. And Lord, I just pray as they serve you, uh, Lord, I pray that it would be, um, Lord, all about you. Lord, I know Steve and Patty's heart, Lord, is all about you your church forward. And Lord, I pray that you would just give them, Lord, the discernment and the wisdom they need to help lead this church in the ways that it would go. Lord, and we ask these things in your holy and precious name. Amen and amen. Thank you. Y'all give Steve and Patty a hand. You know, elders, elders, uh, it's it's a job that you... You get, to, you get to serve the church, but you also get to see 
the good, bad, and the ugly of things from time to time. So y'all, y'all pray for, for Steve and Patty as they, they step into this. And, you know, the elders get to deal with me all the time. So especially pray for them uh, for that. All right. So Full House. Have you enjoyed the Full House series? It's been fun. So we get to, we get to end it today. But as some of you know, I am a first-generation pastor. But I'm not a first-generation Christian. I come from a long line of biblical heritage. Now, on my mom's side, uh, my great-grandparents, I knew uh, my great-grandparents. It was, uh, uh, now I can't think of the name, Grandmom and Granddad, Harvey and Marie West, Great people. Uh, if, if you know the, uh, the fedora that the, the famous Dallas Cowboy coach used to wear, uh, my granddad, used, Harvey, used to wear those all the time. They were at church every time the doors were open. Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. That was back in the day when they had it three times. And they never complained. He was a deacon in his church and he served. Now, I didn't know much of my great-grandparents on my dad's side, but my grandparents did not know the Lord, but they were saved on Wednesday night visitation. Does anybody ever remember Wednesday night visitation? Okay. They came, some people from First Baptist Mineral Wells. Ronnie, it's a little hot in here. Uh, First Baptist Mineral Wells. I see some people fanning, so I'm going to take advantage of that because <laughs> I'm about to have to start stripping up here because it's getting hot. Uh, nobody needs that. We're not on live stream, so it's okay. Uh, they, they were great people. Now, First Baptist Mineral Wells came to their house, and they were saved there in the living room. And they began to take their kids to church, which trickled down to my parents, uh, who both, we were up. If I was awake on Sunday morning and not dead, guess where we were going? We were going to church. And even... As an adult, even after I moved out of the house, before I got into ministry, my parents would, if I came to church, I would have free lunch. If I did not come to church, guess what? I didn't get lunch. I was on my own. I had to be a grown-up and pay for my own lunch, right? And guys, this was something that was instilled in me. Now, many people say, well, I don't want to force Christianity on my kids. Well, let let me tell you something. You force discipline on your kids. You force not talking back to you to your kids. So why don't you gently suggest Jesus to them? You know what I mean? Because I guarantee you, all the whoopings in the world won't help as much as Jesus. And guys, we have to build a spiritual heritage. If you not, if you have not seen with what crap is going on in our world now with all of this mess if you have not seen it our kids need Jesus now these poor little ones should not have to face the things that they are facing I thought it was bad when I was in school but the things they have to face with this gender identity God I'm trying to choose my words bull crap you know it's just driving me crazy all right Sorry, mom. Uh, I don't know what else to call it. Malarkey is what it is. So if you have your Bibles, go to Exodus. I had a better intro than that, but it wasn't. Exodus chapter 20. 
Uh, if you don't know the Ten Commandments, that's where the Ten Commandments are located in your Bible. Uh, it might be helpful if our society would take a, a look at those some. But this is, a, this is a portion from the Ten Commandments. So it's on uh, page five, 57 if you're following along in your uh, black Bible. But like Pastor Caden said, get in the app, Google Play Store, and download the Hope Church Cleburne app. We have done a huge facelift on that app. It serves you so well. Everything you need for church. Let me tell you how good the app is. I should not have to do announcements in church because everything's in the app. And trust me, that's coming because I need more time to preach. Uh, so... Exodus chapter 20, starting at verse 5, it says, You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers to the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. What he is warning them, he is warning the people of Israel, listen, if you will not serve me, you will pass that to each subsequent generation. And guys, here's what I want you to understand. Christianity has become something that is an afterthought in our society. So it should be no shock to us that now our kids and their kids don't care about church. You know why? Because they don't see church as something that changes our life. If you come to church and go, praise Jesus, but you go home and you act like you're going to hell, why would the kids want anything to do with church? So today, where I wanted to land the plane of this Full House series is how do we leave a lasting legacy? How do we leave a lasting legacy? Now, every one of you that does not have kids, don't shut me out. Because listen, you are going to leave a legacy. The question is, what kind of legacy are you going to leave? Because one day I don't want, I don't want Hope Church to be a one generation church. I want, it, I want Hope Church to be around as long as America's around, which today seems like not so long. But you know, I want Hope Church to be around a long time. And I want it to be thriving, but do you know how we do that? We leave a lasting legacy in our little ones. So my first point for today, how do you leave a lasting legacy? The first thing is you show them the truths of God. Now, my spell check hated me for doing this because it's, it's, it's really English is show them the truth of God. But I'm here to tell you, we serve a God that is a truths God, not a truth God. There's so much truth about them that it's truths, okay? There's no English word to describe them, okay? So you English people out there, you're going, Pastor, you're killing me. I'm sorry. Uh, one day when you have your own church, you can make up words if you want to as well. So this is found in Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command to you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Notice what that's saying. Pretty much every activity that you do, isn't that so crisp and clear? Isn't it so clear? We, we finally went up 10 years in the world and got a new projector. 
praise God. Uh, <laughs> and now it doesn't turn pink anymore. It's great. <laughs> or randomly glitch out in the middle of service. But what it's saying to you is if everything that you do, you show your kids the ways of the Lord. Parents, that means that you have to understand the truth of God and how to teach it to them. And I know you're like, well, pastor, listen, I don't know that I know the simple basics of the word of God. I'm glad that you mentioned that because starting this Wednesday, I have a new class called Hope Grow that I'm going to teach you the very biblical basics of following God. So if you would like to be a part of this class, it's in your sermon notes on your app. Remember, everything is in your app. It's in your sermon notes on your app. Sign up for the Hope Grow class. Now, I know some of you have come to me and said, well, pastor, I'd like to be a part of that group, but maybe I have to work. Sign up for the group. I have some people that are joining me via Zoom. I'm going to record the class and you can watch it later and converse with me. Okay, but if you don't have to work on Wednesday, get your hiney here, okay? Because I'm, letting, I'm, I'm gonna let you know, I'm great on Zoom, I'm even better in person, okay? Just ask my wife, right, babe? Anyway, all right. That got really weird quick, I'm sorry. So, but guys, what we have to understand, it's becoming a hard world to show our kids what is right and wrong because there's things that they cannot avoid. Guys, I hate, hate, abhor that I turn on kid shows and they're dealing with sexual identity and things of that nature. Guys, I'm here to tell you, let's not sexualize our kids. They got plenty of time to do that when they get older. Let's not make sexuality a part of kids' shows. That's just mess that we don't need. But from an early age, our kids are inundated with, are you sure you're a boy? Are you sure you're a girl? Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Stop sexualizing our kids and help them stand on the truth of God. They've got enough to learn and not have to worry about this. Guys, in a world where truth is relative, we have to teach our children to stand, stand on the solid rock of truth. In a world where truth is relative, we have to teach our kids to stand on the solid rock of truth. All right, now you old school people, get ready. Because on Christ the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is shifting sand, right? All of the ground is shifting sand. Sit. What? You sing what you want to. I'm going to sing what I want to, all right? (laughs) Mo, would you come? We're going to have the altar on Christ the Son. Whatever, all right? Your mom said. Whatever. I don't have the hymnal in my hand, okay? I don't. It's good. Whatever, all right? Point two. Everybody's freaking out over a hymn, Steve, for the next elder meeting. All right, number two. (laughs) Tell them what the Lord has done for you. You know, if you don't know the truths of God, tell them what the Lord 
has done for you. Psalm 78, four says, we will not hide them from their children, but tell to them, to the coming generations, the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. Guys, I think you underestimate the power of your story. And guys, I think it's okay. It's okay to tell your kids that you made mistakes. Because one day when they get older, they're going to make mistakes. And they're not going to be perfect. And if they know that mom and dad, that Jesus went to the pits of hell and saved mom and dad, they're going to feel a little bit more normal. You know what I mean? And guys, there's power in your story. Guys, I really enjoyed Josh and Amber's testimony last week. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, they did a great job. They stood up here and told you some of the most, the most heart-wrenching things that anyone would ever say. And not only did they say it to you in person, they said it for everyone on the World Wide Web. You know why? Because they know that there's power in their story. There's power in what the Lord has done for them. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you have not watched it, get on our YouTube and watch it because they did an excellent job. All right. Even if they came kicking and screaming up here, they did a great job. But guys, there's power in your story. Tell your kids, tell your kids what the Lord has brought you through so they can see the goodness of God. Guys, I grew up in the world that you walk into church and you have everything together. There's no problems. But guys, this is a hospital for the broken. And if we teach our kids to come to Jesus broken, then Jesus can make them whole. The mistakes that we've made in the church is we come to Jesus and we act like we're all put together. But it's his job to put us together. So if we come to him broken, then he can put the right pieces in the right place. That'll preach. It'll get you when you get home, I promise. Number three, show them how to serve and to bless others. Show them how to serve and to bless others. First Peter 4.10 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Serving the Lord should be a family affair. Now, parents, you can get mad at me, okay? As long as my kids live in my house, guess where they're going to be on Sunday morning? Church. You are not doing your kids a favor by letting them sleep in on Sunday morning. You're not doing them a favor. You are their parents. Get their butts out of bed, whip them if you have to, and get them here. Because this is where they need to be. I don't care if they sit there and sulk at me the whole time. Something's going to get through. Even if it's my TikTok dances, whatever I got to do, I'm going to get through to them. And I guarantee you, if you can get their hindquarters here on Wednesday night for youth and for Hope Kids, Pastor Caden and Pastor Zoe do an even better job than I do at shepherding your kids. But guys, I owe a debt of gratitude to the church. Because as long as I can remember, I was in kids' church, I was in youth, and it helped me lay the spiritual foundation for what I have today. Guys, if you're allowing your kids to sleep in, you're giving them zero spiritual foundation. And I know, I get it. I I understand. Well, I I don't want to force my kids to come to church. 
Well, you force your kids to eat vegetables because it's good for them. So what's wrong with church? We don't just let our kids eat bags of chips and ding-dongs for breakfast, for the most part. Uh, you know, there's good days and bad days. I get it. Or Dr. Pepper, as my sound man's holding his Dr. Pepper up. <laughs> but you know what? We teach them the foundations of the word. Now, I get it, guys. You can bring them to church, and you don't have to shove God in their face. I guarantee you they're listening. I guarantee you they're listening to what you say. There was a... There, <laughs> there, my, my daughter, she got me in trouble. I won't be able to say this the second service, but uh, she came home from school and there was a little boy that was giving her a hard time. And he has a name that's, that's kind of goofy. And I said, well, nobody cares what he thinks because he's got a goofy name, right? And I was just being carnal, right? Now, Maddie Barham goes back and tells this boy that what, she, what he thinks she tells him. I don't have to listen to you because you got a stupid name. I'm like, Maddie! <laughs> Well, dad, you said it. I know, but you got to learn to shut it up here, okay? Come on. Getting dad in trouble. Guys, our kids pay attention to far more than we give them credit for. And I guarantee you, they notice what's important to you. They notice if you get up and go to church. They notice if you, what you allow them. They also notice what you allow them to get away with. All right? I know, I'm stepping on everybody's toes this morning. My bad. No, I don't really care. Uh, so, one thing that Crystal and I have always done with our kids is we've always included them in ministry. If my kids ask me to come to church with them, with me, I always bring them. You know, poor Pastor Grant, my kids ransack his office all the time. Jonah has figured out, Grant has hid his candy stash I don't know how many times, but Joda has found it every time. Because <laughs> he's a big fat fatty and he can't help it. He really can't. <laughs> Those of you that know Joda know exactly what I'm talking about. But, and guys, there's a lot of times that I have the opportunity to travel and do ministry and my kids want to go with me. Now, most of the time, they just have to sit backstage on their Chromebook or their tablet and, and mind their own business. But you know what? They're rubbing shoulders with ministers and people that I want them to rub shoulders with. These are the people that I want them to be like when they get older. And so I include them in everything that we do. Guys, here's what I want you to hear. A family that serves the Lord together stays together. A family that serves the Lord together will stay together. That's not to say you won't have problems. All right, my mom yells at me all the time and I'm 36 years old, all right? But a family that serves the Lord together will stay together. Guys, this was instilled to me as a kid and it's natural to me. But you can break the cycle. Break the cycle. Just because your parents did something one way does not mean that it's right. Break the cycle. Serve the Lord together because when we serve the Lord, we teach our kids that this is not about them. They are selfish by nature. You don't have to teach your kids to be selfish. No one ever taught their kid to go, my, right? I don't walk into the living room, grab the remote control out of Crystal's hand and go, my, in front of the kids. Um, <laughs> you don't have to teach your kids that. 
But what you do have to teach your kids is to be selfless. And one of the best ways to teach them to be selfless is serve the Lord. Every other Saturday, I'm not sure which Saturday it is because they've canceled a couple. We go out and we hand out food to, to the community. We help the railroaders. We partner with them and we hand out food. You know what? If you need your kids to have an attitude adjustment, have the, teach them to have the humility to go and hand food to people that really need it. Because there's, there's a spirit in those people that is humble. Do you know what kind of humility you have to have to stand in a food line and go, I need help? And when you get to serve these people, it's, it's part of my favorite part of the week. I love Pastor Grant and I get to stand in the line and pray for people. Now, some people say, oh, I've already prayed today. Oh, okay. And pray one, once a day, man. That's good. All right. <laughs> pray for me if you're that good. <laughs> we, we say that. That's, that's what gets us from not crying for people to turn us down. Uh, but guys, that's, there's so many opportunities to serve. Those food bags that we talked about. If your kid needs an attitude, adjust, attitude adjustment, get them up here to, to pack food bags for kids that don't have food at home. To feel blessed enough to know mom and dad have enough money for them to have food at home. So get your hind parts up here and pack food for kids that don't have what you have. Man, I try to I tell my kids, man, drives me crazy. They complain when we don't have entertainment in a car. It's like, you know what I did? You know what I did when I was a kid? We played the license plate game. We play I Spy Something Red. And you need a DVD? Shoot. We drove to South Dakota in a rental vehicle with nothing. But shut up, we're driving. And it was uphill both ways. To South Dakota. So what does this mean for us before I get in way too much trouble? I got to tighten this up before second service or this is going to be bad on the live stream. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like I haven't preached just me in a few weeks. And the one time I did preach, nobody was in here. So I'm like, yeah, all right. So what does this mean for us? The first question I have for you today is, do you live your life in a way that it shows God to your kids? Do you live your life in such a way that it shows the Lord to your kids? Guys, you are the number one vehicle for your kids. And dads, dads, I don't want to put too much pressure on you, okay? But God calls himself father. And so if you're giving your kids a terrible picture of a father, it's going to make them have trouble when they get older seeing God for who he really is. I don't want to put a whole lot of pressure on you, but there's that. So moms and dads, it's time for us to step up. It's time for us to stop making excuses for our kids. It's time for them, oh, I just don't want to, I don't want to shove Jesus down their throat. Shove him down their throat. They need it. If your kid's thinking about going to camp, you're like, eh, I don't think I can afford it. Cancel summer vacation and send your kid to camp because they're going to have an experience with God like they've never had before. Guys, if not for camp, I don't know that I'd be in ministry. There's that. Everybody's like, preacher, quit talking about my money. Sorry. Where your money is, there your heart will be also. Number two, do you share your story with your kids? Now, I get you. I'm not going to share my whole story with Maddie, 
because she's a troublemaker as it is. If I tell her my whole story, you know, she, she's going she's gonna to go crazy. I got to give it to her in doses, you know. I got to let her know that, that, that daddy was a little wild in doses, okay. But I've got to show her, listen, daddy's not perfect. Daddy needs the love of Jesus every day, just like you need it. And we have to do that each and every day. But guys, your story is powerful. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't negate knowing God's word. If you need to know more about God's word, get in your app, sign up for Hope Grow, join the class. It's going to be awesome. I promise you, I will give you a spiritual foundation like you've never had before. And some of you may need to take it 10, 12, 15 times. It's fine. But I guarantee you when you get done, you will have a foundation like you've never had before. Number three, are you serving the Lord together? Are you serving the Lord together? Guys, one of the most simple things you can do as a family and go and serve people together. You know, one of the things that I love to do, I love to do, I love, I I joke about it a lot, but I love going to camp with my kids because not only did I get to minister to my kids, which I don't always get the opportunity to do, but I get to be alongside them as they minister to each other. It's so fun. I look forward to the day that I get to actually do ministry side by side with my kids. You know, because I'm not gonna force, listen, I'm not gonna force my kids to be pastors, but I will force them to serve the Lord. Because not all of us are called to be pastors, but we are all called to be ministers. I will force them to do that. I will not force them to be vocational ministers. Maddie said she wants to be a nurse like mommy. That's great. She goes, she wants to be a nurse like mommy and a pastor like Mo. And I'm like, what about me? Mo's better. Okay, Maddie. (laughs) So Maddie wants to be like you. So (laughs) she means she wants to be a worship pastor. Okay. (laughs) And it's my job as, as as a dad not to force what I want for her on her but to give her what she needs. And what she needs is the Lord. What she needs to know is that she's called to serve the Lord in whatever she does. Whether it be a pastor, whether it be a nurse, whether it be a garbage man, she's called to serve the Lord wherever she is. So Mo's gonna sing another song. And I got a feeling, I got a sneaking suspicion. Some of you got some thinking to do about how we're gonna take our kids to the next level. Guys, I'm here to tell you, Our next-gen ministries is like none other in Cleburne. We have raised the level of our next-gen ministries. It is through the roof. And if you don't believe me, go hang out back there. You're going to get tired. Uh, Pastor Zoe came into my new members class, and I came back, and they were all like, we're tired just from listening to her. Right? (laughs) Anybody in that class? (laughs) But guys, I guarantee you, if you get your kids in church, No, it's not going to be Instagram. No, it's not going to be YouTube. But tell them to dig in. And I guarantee you, they're going to soar to new heights like they've never soared, soared, whatever, before. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. So I'm going to pray. Now this time is about you. Usually I would be up here to pray, but I just want you to sit back there and I want you to think. I want you to think about how you need to lead your family better. 
And then I'll come back and close this in a word of prayer. So let's pray. Jesus, Lord, I just thank you. Lord, as we go into this time of reflection, Lord, I pray that you would challenge us to not just accept, accept the status quo of letting our kids do whatever they want to do, Lord, but we would lead, we would shepherd these, ki- these children, these young adults that you have put in our stead. And Lord, I pray that you would help us all to understand that we are going to leave a legacy. Whether good or bad, we will leave some kind of legacy. Lord, and I pray today, Lord, that we would leave a lasting legacy. That our children, their children, and their children's children would serve the Lord from now and forever. For it's in Jesus' name. Amen.